What's up guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. So Uncle Reddit just had a little bit of a meltdown a few minutes ago. This is try number four to record this video. <laughs> so between people talking loudly, people leaving certain doors open so that I can hear a screaming child all the way at the front of the house a couple times because being the genius that I am, I bolted this little clamp to the sidewall for my microphone stand and it's been super through the winter. It was great. Even part of the summer, it wasn't bad. One thing that I didn't take into account, however, is the fact that there's an air conditioner in that window behind me. Now I knew that the, the ambient noise would be there, which right now I've got it turned off because that was the only way I was going to solve that particular issue today. I tried hand holding the mic and you know, you, you get noise from handling the microphone and stuff too. And I just, ugh, I don't know. I got a microphone stand. I want to be able to use it. Anyway, the vibrations coming through the wall from that air conditioner, whether it's just the fan, which sends, you know, its own little vibrations through the wall and then up through the arm and there's springs on this. So you get little vibrations through them. Then when the compressor kicks on, it amplifies it. So, I mean, it's just been one thing after another and I just couldn't get this stuff recorded. So I decided to turn the air conditioner off. Hopefully I won't sweat too bad while I'm recording this. And, uh, and I know you guys don't hear this, but I hear it. And then I have a few audio files that, you know, either watch YouTube or listen to us on Spotify. And they've picked up on a lot of little nuances with the sound that I think part of that's because I'm over-processing it to get rid of the background noise. And when you do that, it really, it really just funks up your sound, your audio quality. So I'm going to try to make the room a little quieter and see how it goes. Woosah. Tech support. So you mean I basically wasted my day? Hello again, fellow broken souls. Today's story is one of simple frustrations. Quite a few simple frustrations, but I digress. Before I can tell this story, I need to give some background. On Wednesday, I checked my ticket queue when I logged in and found an interesting ticket waiting for me. Computer is stuck on login screen. I look over the ticket and notice the user's remote, so most, of course, were limited as to what we can do. Upon further inspection, Tier 1, the lovable idiots they are, did manage to do the basic troubleshooting. However, the notes were way off, namely the fact that they listed laptop troubleshooting steps for a desktop. The steps that were applicable to... Applicable? Man, words are hard. The steps that were applicable to both were still correct, so I didn't make a fuss. More just a chuckle to myself. Regardless, I reached out to the user and she told me the issue was resolved. So I resolved the ticket. Fast forward to today, and who would have guessed the issue wasn't actually resolved? Show of hands, anyone? So a new ticket was opened, a couple of hours into my workday with some priority behind it because of someone higher up that we work with made that call. I'm told to replace the computer, which normally isn't that bad to do. With laptops, that is. However, this user had a desktop, which we do not keep a stock of as they're usually ordered per request. It's just a space-saving thing. So I looked through the in-stock used hardware and I managed to find seven computers that could be replacements. At least I thought they could at the time. I grabbed the first one, which was the closest one to me at the time, and I get it all plugged in and grabbed the imaging drive and booted it up. Before I began imaging it, I ran diagnostics. DRAM failure almost instantaneously. I shrug, finish the diagnostics, and everything else passes, but I was a little worried about the DRAM failure. So I powered the device down, wrote DRAM failure on a sticky note, and place said note on the computer and put it back. At this point, 30 minutes had passed. As I put it back, I grabbed the one that was next to it on the shelf. It was a newer version of the desktop, so I figured, hey, the user will get an upgrade. 
I brought the computer back to the imaging station, plugged it in, and before anything else is plugged in, the power light's flashing an error code and won't boot at all. I sigh in frustration and put it back with another sticky note. Now 45 minutes total have passed. I grabbed two more from a shelf that usually stores monitors, and in the past any desktops on those shelves had been stripped for parts, so I checked the two I found, both missing RAM. I checked for any spare desktop RAM and like the desktops, we didn't have any in stock. We're now at an hour having passed. I scour the return hardware and find three more computers. I was able to rule out one of them after I picked it up and felt something loose in there. I opened it to find an SSD where the hard drive was, and I noticed that the SSD was sort of just laying there, but when I tried to move it I felt some slight resistance. I pulled a bit more and found the person who did the swap just secured it using packing tape, so I decided to rule that one out as well. Still only shortly after an hour. It was at this point I decided to take a lunch break before looking for the one computer I could use for a replacement. Once I had gotten some food in me, I grabbed the remaining two computers and brought them to the imaging station. I ran diagnostics on the first one. After all, I gotta make sure I'm not wasting my time, right? Diagnostics came back good, so I began imaging it. I imaged with no issues, but once it tried to properly boot into Windows, I noticed that it was detecting Ethernet. At first I was worried until I remembered that sometimes the desktops don't recognize Ethernet after an image, so we have to use USB Ethernet adapters. So I set out to look for one. It took way longer than I'd like to admit to track one down that wasn't USB-C. We're now coming up on two hours. Once I found the adapter, I had to re-image the computer again. Since it's not detecting Ethernet, meant it imaged and wasn't on our domain. So I image it and it detects the network. I did a little fist pump in victory thinking I would be able to get the computer out today now. Oh, how naive I was. I log in with the local admin account and it runs its first time login updates and auto restarts. I don't think much of it. It boots back up and I log back in. I go to download the Dell command update software and I get a page can't be displayed error. So I look down to check the network connection and it wasn't recognizing it. I unplugged and replugged it back in, tried every port and no luck, it just wouldn't recognize. I hung my head in shame and powered it down, bringing it back to where I found it. I'm now sitting at the three and a half hour mark. I grab the last computer and get it plugged in. It passes diagnostics. However, they took a little bit longer than normal, about 30 minutes or so. But I shrug it off. They did pass after all. I go to image it and it images fine so I'm starting to get a little hopeful. That is until I get to the first time Windows boot setup and it asks to connect to a network. I check the cable and sure enough it was secure and the lights were green. I try every port once again and I have no luck. It just won't connect. I just leave it where it is and make my way back to my desk. Frustration peaked. I spent 5 hours on this only for it all to fail. I get back to my desk and sit down defeated by the computers we have and I'm resigned to tell the user that we'll have to order a new desktop as we don't have any working computers in stock. As I'm typing up the message I hear my track lead call me over to his desk. I get up and walk over there. As I get to his desk I ask him what's up and he proceeds to ask, how frustrated do you want to be today? I'm confused and I tell him after everything I'm already plenty frustrated. What could he possibly tell me that would push me over the edge? She opted to just replace her desktop with a laptop instead and just ordered one. <laughs> I heard those words and I could just feel my last shred of sanity shredding itself. I just responded with, of course they decided to go down that path after I wasted my day trying to find a working computer. I didn't want to know when the decision was reached, but I knew no answer would have satisfied me. That's it for my story though. No difficult users this time, just technology foiling my plans. So at first I was thinking, you know, you said that it's not a problem for your company to use parts because you had some computers that were on a shelf at one point that were stripped for parts. Wasn't there any way you could take that SSD? I mean, okay, you picked it up and something was loose. You had an SSD sort of partially flopping around because it was packing taped in. But 
that doesn't mean you couldn't have found some screws and or a carriage or whatever and screwed it in place and made it function. I'm just trying to figure out why that step wouldn't have been taken. Um, I don't know. I would have done the diagnostics with it flopping around just to see if everything was functional as long as the cables were still connected well and then gone from there. But anyway, other than that, uh, yeah, not much you could have done there. <clears throat> not in the recreating miracles business. Sorry. Ticket comes in. Camera issues. The image other than the meeting C goes black, then comes back at random. I get on a team's call with the user. Issues immediately obvious. The user's face is lit by the screen, with two huge picture windows behind her. The screen is just her face, bisecting two huge bright white areas. I tell her to lower the blinds or turn the laptop in the other direction. But I've been using it like this daily for two years. I don't give a F if it's been working forever. Cameras don't work that way. If it worked that way, it's a miracle. It's not working now, and I'm not giving a second's thought to it until you close the effing blinds. Well, that's what I wanted to say. I closed the ticket, but the user dropped the call saying she's going to set up a meeting with me to show that it happens in the office too. Absolutely guaranteed there's going to be a light behind her in the office too. Yeah, since I started doing this video stuff a few years ago, it's um, it's something that I've had to learn to deal with. Uh, it doesn't seem to matter where I set up. If I'm in a perfectly enclosed, hermetically sealed room, I may get no light leakage, no sound leakage, which we already know that's not going to happen here. But anyway, um, so... In this room in particular, this is the only place I can put my desk. And invariably, especially with the certain times of day that I have to record, there's going to be light coming in these windows behind me. I mean, bright sun. These windows here face south, and the one over here faces west. Duh. And uh, so that mid to late afternoon sun is always going to be beaming in there. Now, I have those shades. That they're not fully room darkening. Uh, of course, they don't even fit the windows right. But anyway, that's another story. But uh, they're kind of a medium as far as shading goes. So that knocks the light down usually enough that even with a bright blinding light behind me, I've got enough light in front of me that I can adjust for that. Of course, most of you don't care anyway. You're just here to listen to the stories and all that. So, But it makes me feel better. When printer companies think they're IT companies, a new circle of hell. I think we can all agree here that the only good printer is one you can smash or has been smashed into bits in an empty field while blasting the ghetto boys. What if I told you the same hellspawn that manufactured those infernal contraptions have now branched out into managed services? That was my day today. We had a customer with a deployment that didn't go well. We had a third party tech hired by my company to deploy them that no longer does deployments in this particular part of the US. The third party tech configured one of our network docks for our mobile devices and left the other three in the box untouched. The tech completely disregarded the scope of work that says they configure all of them. The docks aren't difficult to configure. You get the customer GUID from one of my team. You work with the customer IT to allocate IP addresses and off you go. I've configured 15 of the things in under an hour for larger customers. So now I'm dealing with the customer's IT directly. An employee of an MSP that's a division of a printer company. The person I'm working with is just starting out, which can try my patience. However, when I say just starting out, I mean like an untrained puppy with the attention span to match. And I don't have a bag of treats or a leash to get their attention back. So we start on time. That's good. I get remote control session working with them to their company laptop. And that's where the nightmare begins. The person I'm working with was at our mutual customer's physical location. They had a colleague in their other ear. There's windows open all over this desktop. They had no IP map of the customer environment. My employee, out on parental leave, was also unable to get an updated IP map in our records. The one docking station they say is working was set to DHCP. Except we can't find it in the DHCP leases on the server, 
nor can we find it anywhere in the slash 16 using IP scanner. My company has its own registered OUI, so I can easily tell which device would be our animal on an IP scan. So I tell the person on the phone we need to reset the dock to factory defaults. I take a quick video of my lab dock, same device, with my phone and text it to them. I even show an example of a suitable tool and how long to hold it down. It took 35 minutes for them to get the first dock reset to factory default. Then we have our first squirrel moment. A colleague logs in on another remote control session and starts doing an unrelated task. Uh, can you have them do this some other time please, I ask. After 10 minutes they finally convince the colleague to put a pin in whatever it is they were doing. Our next step? Plug the dock into a physical Ethernet port or dongle on their laptop so we can configure it with static IPs that aren't in use on the customer network. They get an Ethernet cable and patch it to the laptop. But remember the difficulty we had using the reset button? Yeah, we're still having issues with the reset button. The next squirrel moment, the cloud caching appliance for our product has a red error LED on it. It isn't one of the hard drive sleds. I try not to let ourselves get distracted, but nope. It needs me to remote into the server and check things out which took over an hour to get logged into the Windows console. Turns out my third party tech previously said, lol, is that important? To the redundant PSUs. One was not plugged into the PDU, so now the IT tech makes it a priority to scour the building for a spare C13 power cord. Now we're pushing 1230 and I'm getting hangry. My blood sugar level is anti-diabetes at this moment. I put a hard stop on things. I need lunch. Let's use the caching server to get these things configured. We have an extra NIC that isn't plugged into anything. I'll give it a static IP on the same network that's the default. We'll reconfigure there and your colleagues can do whatever they need your laptop for. At least there's a happy ending to this. After a brief car binge and an hour later I call back to the IT tech on site. We managed to get the four docks configured and verified the wearables are syncing with the cloud and transferring data, but not without interruption. It still took from 1.30 to 3.30 to get it done. Too long didn't read. You think printers are the spawn of Satan? Wait till you put the people that make them in charge of all IT. Dante didn't have a 10th circle of hell because printers weren't invented yet. So that's not just a printer issue, that's a printer slash tech slash other users issue <laughs> with the constant interruptions, kind of like me. My recording, basically from the time I sit down to record, the setup's already been done. I sit down to record, I should be done in less than 30 minutes recording. And you know my videos don't usually go, if they do go over 20 minutes, it's not by much. Uh, the finished video should usually be about 16, 17 minutes. But uh, yeah, here we are. I've spent well over an hour just trying to record this so far. <laughs> so uh, anyway, printers? Yeah, I've always got issues with printers. Uh, most of the time, it's the fact that I'm having wireless issues and it's mostly my fault because of the way I set up the networks. But then the rest of the time, it's, uh, honey, I can't print. Well, the paper's out. Honey, I can't print. Well, the ink's out. Honey, I can't print. Well, it's because you jammed a box into the front of the printer on the countertop, and now when it tries to self-feed, it's, you know, jamming. So, I love my wife. <laughs> WordPerfect helpline from listener Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. This is supposedly a true story from the WordPerfect helpline. According to the story, the help desk employee was fired, but is currently suing the WordPerfect organization for termination without cause. WordPerfect customer support, how may I help you? Yes, well, I'm having trouble with WordPerfect. Well, what sort of trouble? Well, I was just typing along and all of a sudden the words went away. Went away? Yeah, they disappeared. Hmm, so what does your screen look like now? Nothing. Nothing? It's blank, it won't accept anything when I type. Are you still in WordPerfect or did you get out? How do I tell? Can you see the C prompt on the screen? 
And the caller says, what's a CSEA prompt? <laughs> Never mind. Can you move the cursor around on the screen? There isn't any cursor. I told you it won't accept anything when I type. Does your monitor have a power indicator? What's a monitor? It's the thing with the screen on it that looks like a TV. Does it have a little light that tells you when it's on? Well, I don't know. Well, then look on the back of the monitor and find where the power cord goes into it. Can you see that? Yes, I think so. Great, follow the cord to the plug and tell me if it's plugged into the wall. Oh, yes it is. When you were behind the monitor, did you notice that there were two cables plugged into the back of it, not just one? Uh, no. Well, there are. I need you to look back there again and find the other cable. Okay, here it is. Follow it for me and tell me if it's plugged in securely into the back of your computer. Uh, I can't reach. Uh-huh. Well, can you see if it is? No. Even if you maybe put your knee on something and lean way over? Oh, it's not because I don't have the right angle. It's because it's dark. Dark? Yes, the office light is off and the only light I have is coming in from the window. Well, turn the light on then. I can't. No, why not? Because there's a power outage. <laughs> uh, a power? Uh, a power outage? Okay, we've got it licked now. Do you still have the boxes and manuals and packing stuff your computer came in? Well, yes, I keep them in the closet. Cool. Go get them, unplug your system, and pack it up just like it was when you got it. Then take it back to the store you bought it from. Really? Is it that bad? Yes, I'm afraid it is. Well, all right then, I suppose. What do I tell them? Tell them you're too stupid to own a computer. <laughs> I've heard different versions of that story. I don't know which one comes from what, chicken or the egg, whatever. But uh, it's still cool. I, I like it. I'm pretty sure at one point, you know, a lot of these stories are a little embellished, but there's always some basis in truth. Somewhere, somebody said that to a customer. I guarantee it because the frustration level's got to be through the roof with some of these clients and users. By the way, speaking of stories, if you've got any stories you'd like to share, do me a favor and send them on over to me at who'syourunclellc at gmail.com and uh, we'll see if we can get them worked into the rotation here. All right, guys, till the next one. We'll see you.